You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. It's one of those things where I just wish I could have seen who it was. Yeah. So I have like a specific person to just direct all of my... All of the anger? All of the anger towards. Yeah, because you missed them because they were there and then they were gone. I know. I know. But there's an entire building that is... That is is an entire neighborhood that is livid with this individual. I wonder what they looked like. I wonder who it was. Uh, Well, I'm not going to lie. I did look up their um, license plate number, trying to see if you can find that stuff. Ah, you can't do that. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, you got to pay for it. Maybe you might know somebody, you know, anonymous who works for the DMV. Uh, Maybe I do. You might be able to look that up for you. Maybe I might be able to find out. I'm just saying. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Of course, we are live here five days a week out of uh, Portland, Oregon on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the cyber web. God damn it! Wherever podcasts can be found, and uh, so we've we've got a, we've got a ton of stuff that we're going to get to today. I just want to say right off the bat, I apologize if I am a little bit off, mm-hmm, a little frazzled, if a you will. A little frazzled. It is because of a couple of reasons. Um, okay, before I say that, I do want to remind everybody you can get your sweatshirt at funemploymentradio.com. Yes, order your sweatshirt now. It's the last one of these things. So, of course, go there and uh, and order your sweatshirt uh, by July 5th. The last run ever of these awesome zip-up hoodies uh, for a very reasonable price. Ever. Ever. Forever. Forever. Next one will be a different You know what? Design. Speaking of forever, I want to say just real quick, going back to something yesterday about short circuit, someone was saying like, oh, what narrow? Okay. I saw- to explain this before <laughs> we start off the show, okay, yesterday, yes, I did talk about short circuit. We I did. do want to say, yes, the movie Short Circuit, where I, of course, am advocating that I become the new voice. He wants to make a short circuit, too. Uh, it, well, no, there already was a short circuit, too. All right, well, then you want to make another one. I want the reboot. Mm-hmm. Short you want circuit. The reboot. Reboot, because it's computer rebooting. Gosh, and, oh, I'm still sticking with that one. Uh, and I do want to say it's been so nice hearing from people on Twitter where I got several uh, at Greg Nibblers and at Fun Amp Radios of people saying Short Circuit was an amazing movie. No, Well, no, I got a couple of them, too, and they were saying someone actually said, Sarah, oh, so what, are you going to say that you didn't enjoy The Sandlot now because you don't like Short Circuit? One has nothing to do with the other. Short Circuit's <laughs> a terrible movie. Sandlot is amazing. I've watched that in in my later years here in life, and that movie still holds up. I love that movie. That has nothing to do with robot movies. Why are they even Exa- being correlated? I don't know. That's what they said, because he's like, oh, what, next you're going to say that you don't like The Sandlot? I'm like, that's weird. No, I do like The Sandlot. Because he's talking about amazing movies oh, from God. our childhood. All that's right. So I just did, I just wanted to get that out of the way okay, first. You had okay. To get, you had to get that off your chest right mm-hmm, away? Okay. I sure did. All right. Uh, well, we do have a ton of stuff to get to, but I do, I do owe an apology to someone who is a listener. So earlier this week, I said that, uh, you know, one of my new things that I want to start doing is writing songs for dogs. I think there's a market for it. I think I have the talent for it. I think it's something that's going to be a really big deal for me. You know, it's a, it's a big deal in my life. Okay. Where I'm going to be writing these songs, you know, from a dog's oh. perspective. Where someone pays me and I will write a song about their dog from their from that dog's perspective. And I said that the first person this uh, for the test run the first person to donate $25 would get a hand uh, uh, a handwritten song i don't know if it's handwritten but that's the wrong word but a you're writing it with your hands i mean are you typing it out sure that's, a it's personally a typed song crafted song for their dog and i said i would have it by friday june 20th I have failed in that mission. I do want to apologize to John and Boring, listener John and Boring, who was the person who donated the $25. I will have that song for you by Monday. Um, but I do have a reason why it didn't get written. I will okay. say it's not because I forgot. It's not because I wasn't spending time writing this stuff out and recording it. It's uh, I came down here actually early today. <laughs> so I came down to the studio early so I could specifically record this song. So he has it written and you say you're going to record it. Yeah, basically. Basically. There's there's a I want to put some different pieces to it. There's some there's There are many layers to your craftsmanship. There's some layers to it. I so want to do a good job. And so I got down here and I'm like, "Great, we have this wonderful quiet studio." Here, uh, the Fun Employment Radio Studios in Southeast Portland. They're fantastic. We have our green room. And we have our mostly soundproofed room, where generally, though, I don't have to worry about anything sounds coming from outside. And so I came here and I sat down. Uh, this was probably about uh, a little after 9 a.m. this morning to sit down and start recording this thing. And I arrived. And within five minutes of being here, all I heard was basically, uh, let me pull this up here, basically this going over and over and over. Oh, I hate that. 
because someone had a car alarm that was going off on the street outside of where we are. So this car alarm went off, and I kid you not, it went off for over an hour straight. Seriously? So what would happen is it would it would start going, and then it would uh, it would stop. Like it would go for about like ten minutes. And I'm sitting here trying to cry. I'm like, okay, just ignore it. Just ignore it. And then it would go off again. So every time I'm like getting ready to record something, and it wasn't so much that it was bleeding through on the microphones as it was just I could hear it, though. Yeah, and it was constantly, distracting. Constantly. Like, just right in my head. And uh, what was going on was, that, so this, this car alarm, it was a car parked out on the street, not in the parking lot. Mm-hmm, not in the parking our, lot of the building. Of the building where we're at. We're in like a, a four or five story building here in Southeast Portland. So there's a lot of different businesses in here. And the first time, after it went off for about 20 minutes, I got up and I just... I was I was so mad. I was like, I got to go out there and see where this is and where this is coming from and what's going on. Because it was the same car. It wasn't like multiple cars going on. Mm-hmm. And I walk outside and the first person I see is none other than Ibrahim from uh, Chronicles of the Nerds. <laughs> yeah. Chronicles of the Nerds, of course, also on the Fun Employment Radio Network. And he has his uh, side business here in the building as well. Just a coincidence. So yeah, Ibrahim, we have a few friends that are in the building. <laughs> we do, yeah. yeah. And Ibrahim was outside and... Uh, on the phone and I just look at him and we didn't even say anything to each other just eye contact and the the frustration in both of our faces is like yeah okay yeah we're mad about the same thing <laughs> we're on the same page <laughs> we're on the same car. page and uh, and I'm just have this like look of disgust and he does too and he's on the phone and so I walk over there and I, I find out where the car is and the car is like just uh, just off of just on the on the side street mm. and so it uh, but it's basically parked parallel to our window Right. Yeah. 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 And so, so it's on the on the side street right there, and it's just this white car blaring the alarm. There's nobody around. There's no damage to the car. There's nothing like that. So it's clearly the alarm is just going off for no reason. It's not even on a busy street. Like it's not no. even like cars turning it on. There's nothing around it. It's clearly a faulty car alarm. And um, I stand there for a minute, just kind of looking at this thing, like, what the hell do I do at this point? And keep in mind, this is only twenty minutes into it. And then Ibrahim gets off the phone and. Uh, he had called um, called the city to find out what's going on, and he filled me in a little bit about this particular car. Okay. So this he doesn't know the owner of the car either, but apparently last week the same car was doing the exact same thing right out in front of the building for for like the same amount of time, like hour or two. So is this once enough. a week? Do we think it's somebody in the building, or is it someone that maybe comes to visit one of the businesses? Well, I don't know because there's multiple businesses around here. I don't think it's anybody in the building because they weren't parked in the parking lot. Yeah. So I don't think it's anybody that's in the same building we are, uh, but. He said it had happened uh, last week, and we weren't here when that was going on. And so he had called. He had called the city to see if they would send somebody out just to like try to deal with it. Like who you even deal with that? Mm-hmm. So he was being very good, very proactive on that situation. And uh, I'm standing there. I'm like, okay, well, he called it, and then it went off. It went off like 20 minutes into it. I'm like, okay, well, it went off. Cool. He called him. Go back inside. I come back in. I sit down. I'm here for no no more than five minutes. Get like, okay, well, I'll relax get back into recording this thing and it just starts going off again is it the one that shifts is it like the no it was just pretty much this oh god that's so irritating it was just that it was just that and uh, okay just 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 let it happen. Just let it happen. It's going to go away. It's going to go away. And I'm looking out the window, and I see other people, other uh, other businesses from here, people from different businesses. They're all walking out into the parking and lot. And that's when I started coming out. So I'm like, what? No, this was before you. Oh, okay. Oh, no. This had been going on. Before you showed up, this was a full hour before you showed up. Dang. No, it was it was still happening. And so so I'm like, okay, try not to get mad. Try not to get mad. It's too late. I'm I'm furious. I'm just furious at this point. And I, like, once again, storm out the door, and I just see this this other woman. I don't even know. Uh, there, there were a couple of people in the hallway. Mm. And uh, this this one woman was down the hallway from us, and uh, and she just looks at me, and I look at her. I'm like, that car alarm is terrible. And she's like, yes, it is. And then, <laughs> you know, just a, it's, it's kind of interesting one of those situations where it's just people that you don't even know. Cause the, and then I went downstairs, and there's the other people. I've never met these people, but clearly from but our you guys bubble, are all able to bond over We're a all on thing. the same space. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go leave a note on that car. 
And so I walk out to my truck and I was going to I was going to write a note in my truck and then put it on the on their car. And before I could even do that, two other people had already walked over to put notes on their car. And they were all walking out and looking at each other like, you leaving a note? Yep, I'm leaving a note. Me too. I'm like, I'm leaving a note too. And so, <laughs> I'm Greg. I'm leaving a note too. Because that's what we're going to do about it. Because it's like, I mean, I don't know what else to do about it other than break into the guy's car. And uh, I, I asked for advice on Twitter, actually. I was like, what is it that you can do? And people suggested maybe possibly crawling under there and disconnecting the battery. Um, but then I worry about the legal implications of yeah, that. Yeah, you don't want to tamper with someone's car. Yeah. Because I, as you've said before, you're not a car guy, and you could t- accidentally uh, you know, disengage something very important yeah. in the car, and then something bad could happen. Yeah. So I'd say just don't touch cars, including your own. Right. And the thing is, this person, whoever owns the car, knows they have a problem because of last week, because the same thing happened, and they got a bunch of notes about it, and they clearly did nothing to fix it, to fix the situation. But uh, I've got this picture, too, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll post that this. That was pretty funny. I'll post this up here. I'll put it into the live chat for live listeners right now. You'll get to see it. And then if you're listening via podcast, uh, maybe we'll put it up with this episode number where you can uh, uh, see the thing. But there were four notes attached to this. No, and uh, this doesn't seem like any kind of minor thing because when I finally got here, the parking lot was full of all these people with all their different businesses. Like, this has this got to everybody. Like, it can't just be a right... Because everyone hears a car alarm. Like, this had to be something substantial because Ibrahim is even up on, like, the fourth floor. And for him to walk all the way down, oh, yeah. like, to be that angry to where like oh, yeah. everybody's like filing out of the building trying to find who has this damn car. Oh yeah, no, he was pissed just <laughs> just like the rest of us because we're all trying to do work here. And um, and then I noticed people coming from other businesses, and so I went back upstairs. I left my note on there, took a picture of that, went back upstairs, and once again it stopped after about twenty minutes. So I'm like, okay, all right, maybe maybe it's done, maybe it went off, and uh, then uh, of course it starts back up again. And uh, and so at that point, I'm looking out the window. I'm like, I just want to see who it is. I want to see that person walk back to their car. I want to see it happen. And so I'm seeing people from other businesses walk up. I'm like, is it you? Is it you, fucker? <laughs> or are you the one? Are you the one? And like, I'm getting just mad at some random person walking down the street. It turns out it was just a guy from another business, another building, yeah. who was also disgusted looking at it. <laughs> and, uh, and then finally, uh, the police did show up. And uh, Ibrahim talked to them. And the, the police officer... Like, I was actually on the corner. This was right when you showed up. Yeah, because I pulled up, and I'm like, why is everybody uh-huh. gathering around? And I kept seeing, I saw somebody else, a guy who's in the building who's never really nice. He never smiles at us or anything. Like, I've given up trying to, like, say hi to him. But he was he was bringing a note out, and I saw him set a note on a car and then take a picture of it. And so I was kind of stalling in my car. I'm like, what is the angry guy doing? Because <laughs> I saw that there were a few other pieces of paper on the car, and no way in my mind, because there was no alarm going off at that point, I was like desperately trying to figure out, I'm like, why would a bunch of people be leaving notes on this person's uh-huh. car? And I'm looking, I'm like, right, it's not damaged, like it wasn't like a hit and run thing, right? So I was trying to figure it out, and then I saw you and Ibrahim, and then a police car <laughs> yeah. as you guys were walking up, and then a police car pulled up. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Well, and the police officer, she was pretty funny. She pulled up, and she's like, uh, and and of course. The car alarm stopped once again right before she showed up. Which, of course it did. Of course. Of course. It had been going off for an hour, you know, an hour straight minus a couple intervals. And, of course, it stopped right until she pulled up. But she pulled up, and I was the first person she saw. And she's like, uh, are you the one that called about the car? And then she looked at the car. She's like, oh, I, I guess that's the car. I see all the notes on there. Like, she just kind of started laughing. We're like, yes, that's it. And then Ibrahim uh, uh, ended up talking to her about it. Um, so they, I think she wrote a ticket. For them or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. She flipped on her lights and I was like, well, okay, I'll let oh, her okay. handle it at this point. Uh, but the the notes were hilarious. The one note that you can't really read because it's covered by the windshield wiper was my favorite. Right. And that's the one that, uh, and I know which guy wrote it. It's the guy in the barbershop that's in the building here. Because uh, right, he was coming back from leaving his while I was walking over to leave mine. And he's like, yeah, I just left a note that said your car alarm is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, well done. Wow, and if that's the barbershop, that's on the other side of this, uh, like the other half. Yeah, it was so loud; it was for blocks around. You could wow. hear this thing. blocks around, and uh, and it was uh, it was it was pretty funny. Like then the other ones were um, your car alarm sucks. Uh, mine wrote, I just I just drew an arrow to the building that we're in, and I was like, do you see that building full of people in there? They all hate your car. Fix your alarm. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I could have gotten a little bit angrier on it, I guess, but I figured that would be enough. No, so we've been sitting up here because Greg was like, you know, he's been going through the saga of this, whereas I didn't yeah. even, I never heard the alarm. Like, I, I'm sure, I'm sure you're not crazy, Greg. I'm sure it's happening. Well, it's... 
if it was just you, that'd be one thing. But now I saw all the notes from all the other people in the building, so I know. But yeah, I never no, heard it wasn't anything. Just me. And so when we were up in our built, since we're up in our room, since we're um, you know a few a couple floors up, we can actually see out to where the car is. And so we were watching this morning, trying to find out who was actually walking back there to the car. And so every time we saw someone walking down the sidewalk, like oh, maybe they're going to the car. Oh God, that's like playing a, a, an alarm clock in the morning. It is. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I won't do that again. I was just trying to emphasize what it was that was going on. So, um, so yeah, that was... Long story short, that's why <laughs> I did not get the song recorded. I do apologize for that. I did say I would have it by Friday. I will have it for you by Monday. Um, my bad. I do like how, how colorful our neighborhood is. I mean, you know, aside of the fact that that's, you know, kind of annoying with the car alarm, there's always, like, so much interesting stuff going on around here. Yeah. Like, even... Have you noticed this? Let me ask you this, Greg. So we're in we're in kind of an industrial area of Southeast Portland, just for reference. We're, we're in the middle of a bunch of warehouses. Yeah, yeah. So it's like whatever your typical it's industrial awesome. industrial area. You know, cut slightly upgraded. There's like some cool businesses around here, but still a lot of like warehouses and you know machine shops and all that. That's stuff. That's why I love about it because it's still like not like completely finished around here. So there are like mm-hmm. big buildings with like you know giant trucks that are driving around. You don't really know exactly what goes on in there. And then there's like oh yeah, you there's know, weird like, warehouses. I don't know what yeah. goes on in some of those. And then those. there are like boutiques. There's like you know. Print shops and uh, distillery row like it's a really neat place to work around that being said there are lots of businesses around here and it isn't so much a place that's like a family neighborhood right of no. sorts this is no. very much industrial it's, it's industrial yeah. it's industrial mm-hmm. so riddle me this Greg I have been wondering about this since last year and it just finally kind of clicked in my head yesterday when I, when I was thinking about this so we've all seen around the neighborhood you've seen him the angry ice cream truck driver oh yeah, yeah the yeah, angry yeah. I- ice cream truck driver who just always is dri- riding around with the ice cream truck. He rides around all day. I hear him repeatedly, like, as we're here for, like, four or five hours, I hear the ice cream truck constantly. Yeah. I have never seen a single child <laughs> in our neighborhood, yet he circles us. What is he really doing? You know, that's a good question. Why I never is thought he, of that. No, he goes around all day, every day, in this this industrial warehouse district area. Yeah. No children, no schools. I mean... No could, restaurants. I mean, you could sell ice cream to like some of the warehouse people, I guess. But I mean, there's not. I really... have never seen anyone come out to meet this guy to get ice cream from him. No, I've never seen anyone buy any from him. No, and he's just angry. He doesn't look like you know. If someone's like an ice cream truck driver, like typically they might be like, a, oh, I like. Well, hopefully, you know, not like children, but, you know, like, I would like to give children ice cream. Right. But this guy just has a scowl on his well, face. Well, regardless, there's something inherently creepy about uh, about being an ice cream truck driver. And I'm sorry, you know, if that's if that's your, your job, you know, just by definition, thanks to Stephen King, it's creepy. It is it is a creepy thing. Uh, even if it's 99, I'll say, I'll say, I'll make up a statistic. 99% of ice cream truck drivers are just fine. But the 1% of uh, serial killers there, they, they kind of ruin the whole game mm-hmm. for people. Uh, and yeah, this guy though, <laughs> it is funny. So it's the full truck. Like it's not just like the little car, like the, or the cart, like the No, he has the style. full on truck. It's the full truck. And he does drive around here all day long. All You're day. Right. Yeah, it'll it'll happen several you times. You know, I just... It's so much that it's just in the background for me now that I didn't think about that. I just placed exactly who the ice cream truck driver looks like. Wilford Brimley. He does kind of look like Wilford he Brimley. He looks exactly like Wilford Brimley. Uh, diabetes. Um, yeah. You're right. He does. That is look exactly like what Brimley. it is. I was thinking about it because I'm like, who does he remind me of? The angry ice cream truck driver looks exactly like Wilford Brimley. Liberty Medical. <laughs> and so he drives around, and it's like an outdated uh, ice cream truck too. Well, so I've never seen any, you know, like, and he plays the entertainer over and over again. It's just the do 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 do. What is this? Sorry, I used to listen to that over and over. For some reason, I had a Wilford Brimley thing for a while. Where this sounds you weird. had a Wilford no, Brimley I w- thing. I, I thought he was hilarious, but yeah, this there's this remix online called the Wilford Brimley Diabetes Remix, <laughs> and it's just him saying diabetes over and over. Anyway, wow, I remember those ads. Uh, is, is he? He's uh, he's he's dead, isn't he? No, I don't think so. I thought he just died. Uh, oh God, are we going to? This is going to be it? awkward. This is awkward. I'm pretty okay. sure he's dead. No, no, he's not. He, he isn't. Is not. No, he is just fine. Uh, did you know he's a comedian? I did not know that. Wilford Brimley is a com- is a comedian. Apparently, maybe wow. We, maybe we can get him on the show. Let's try and get him on the show. I would love to interview Wilford Brimley. Are you I would me? too. 
Uh, Wilford Brimley, 79 years old. I could say, what is it like moonlighting as a creepy ice cream truck driver in southeast Portland, Oregon? Yeah. Who are you selling your ice cream to? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. So so anyway, yes, besides, it's not actually Wilford Brimley, I don't think, that's driving the ice cream truck. But yeah, the guy does Well, we can't like say him. specifically if it is or is not. It's possible. It's it is possible, possible that Wilford we'll just, Brimley has now we'll call retired the, to Portland and we'll, is now serving ice cream. We'll name the ice truck driver Wilford. From okay. now on, his name's Wilford, and but yeah, the guy does drive around uh, all day long. And you're right; it isn't an industrial area. I've never seen anybody buy ice cream from him. Oh, Alex is saying uh, he lives in Park City, Utah. Last I heard, also he's a dick. Uh, the actual <laughs> Wilford Brimley. The yes. actual or- Wilford Brimley. Okay, all right. What oh you- yeah, I see him being a yeah. Ass. He seems like he'd be a curmudgeon. Oh, absolutely. That Probably a, a bit racist too. <laughs> you think so? You're just going <laughs> to apply this? You've never met the man, <laughs> but you're just going to assume purposes. that he's racist. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say he's racist. No, I'm not saying. Is I was just speculating <laughs> as if, if whether he was or not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, great. Like honestly, what is the ice cream truck driver doing uh, all I don't day, know. every day around our neighborhood? I've never seen a single person. Uh, Keelan saying, you know, basically Portland's made of thirty-something children. That's fine. The thirty-something children who a lot of them, including ourselves, work in this building. Yeah. None of them run out for the ice cream guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I've well, never seen him make a single stop. This uh, this neighborhood, though, it does have... there. There's a lot of mystery to where we're at. It's you know, like any kind of industrial neighborhood. There are warehouses, though, that I never see anyone go in and, and out And there of, are warehouses that have security guards out in front of them. Which I just <laughs> assume... I assume that, uh, in my mind, that one of them's full of bodies. Okay. Uh, one of them's probably owned by the Russian mafia. All right. Um, and that's That one, I think, is like a couple blocks down. I think that's Russian mafia. Uh, something, uh, which of course I don't know that. So they're doing everything that. legal Mm-mm. in there. I don't. I doubt they listen to our show, but you never know. Um, and and then then I don't know what goes on in the other ones though. There's there's got to be something. I I also picture them being. Uh, did, you, did you ever see Adventures in Babysitting? Of course, I saw Adventures. Okay, in you know the chop shop where they go to. Yes, <laughs> I picture that. With a being young Vincent here. D'Onofrio. With blonde hair? No, no. Vincent D'Onofrio was in the auto mechanic shop. Oh. The chop shop was where they take the stolen cars. Oh, and where they find the Playboy with all right, the stuff written in it. Right, they find the Playboy. Okay. That's what I picture these buildings to be like at night. That's totally what I it is. I picture this neighborhood like that. Well, because you know... Man, even I wouldn't get out in this neighborhood. <laughs> well, there are a bunch of... Um, my friend used to work for a high-end car dealership here in town, and they have a, a lot of these warehouses around this area are full of like super expensive cars. Really? Yeah, because when they take them to get them worked on, they don't want them to be like flashy or know where they are. I swear. So my, um, well, fuck it. It's, it was Kelsey. Okay. And she said uh, she used to work for uh, Mer- like a Mercedes mm-hmm. place, and she said that all of the fancy dealerships in town get their cars worked on in nondescript warehouse buildings around here. Really? So these warehouses, even though they look shitty on the outside, are full of like Ferraris and stuff that they're working on. That's huh. why there's that one you've seen it before. We've, we drive by it. It's like a couple blocks down. Where when they open the garage, you can see it's full of uh, like Porsches and stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Huh. So there are a ton of them, but you can't tell from the outside. It's just for, like for like, because they aren't labeled. Like basically the, pa- the p- places will take them to these places to be worked on. And so they're all stolen. They might be stolen. Okay. I just want to assume. I just wanted stolen. to specify that. Like I like to live my life basically. Like I watch a lot of movies and then I like to pretend those things are going on around me, but yet I'm slightly separated, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of in it. You know, just like motorcycle gate, Sons of Anarchy. When I watch Sons of Anarchy, I like to think I Why, know. You've been bringing up Sons of Anarchy a lot lately. Yeah, because they've been teasing the new season. The final season's going to be happening. Oh. Uh, this Is it going to be the same started. plot as the past, like, five seasons? Uh, well, I don't want to give any spoilers, but yeah, it, Sons of Anarchy is one of those shows that I really liked the first... The first season took a while to get into, because there's so many different storylines. Second, third season, those were great. The, the fourth season, even a little bit, and then it's just like the same storyline over and over and over. Mm. Basically, one guy's one guy's the guy you want to die because he's just an asshole, and then that's the main storyline, and then insert certain ethnic gang for this season. <laughs> is that all it is? That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> okay, we have the uh, the black gang is this season. And then it was the Irish last the season, The Irish right? gang was, this, yeah, was one season. And then the Chinese gang is one season. You have the white supremacists for one season. So it's like whatever, whatever. Uh, just each each year it's a different one. By the way, if you guys are live subscribers, please go back. If you're listening to this, if you download the podcast later, you have to go back to the chat and look at all the amazing Wilford Brimley Photoshop art that is being He really is a chat. phenomenon. He Wilford is. Brimley. He's glorious. Yeah. Yeah, we have to get him on the show. I don't want to get him on the show. I don't Why want to not? talk to an, an angry old man. Oh, I would love to talk to an angry old man. I mean, we interviewed Gallagher. 
So, I mean, I That's think... That's true. He liked I, us, though. Yes. I think so. I think Gallagher I liked know. us. Uh, you can go to FunEmploymentRadio.com and look up uh, Gallagher. And um, <laughs> uh, Aaron Duran in the uh, live chat just perfectly described uh, Sons of Anarchy. It's going to involve someone getting screwed, getting guns, riding, making right, riding, losing guns, and Ron Perlman. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty much the plot of Sons of Anarchy. Yet I still watch it. Isn't one of those things not happening this next season? Uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers okay. on that stuff. Uh, who knows? They'll All find right. a way. They'll find a way. <laughs> Um, technically, yeah, you can probably find a way for things to happen. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of though, I like to picture everything happening here around me. Like that's, that's what's going on. You know, there's a little bit of Soprano stuff. All right. So mm-hmm. your life is more exciting than it actually is in your yeah. mind. Oh, in my, in my mind. Yeah. You didn't just spend the first 20 minutes of the show complaining about a car alarm. No, no, not at all. No. That I mean, was, a, it was, it was more badass than that. No, the car alarm sucked. <laughs> the car alarm sucked. I'm saying in my mind, that's for the rest of the buildings around here. We were talking about the ice cream truck guy. Him though, I don't know. That just makes me think of Dexter. Everything's associated with television series for me. It is. So yeah, that's Dexter. I, I for some reason, uh, I think because of the ice truck killer, even though this is an ice cream truck. Ice cream. Yeah, no, that's true. I could see that. I'm pretty sure he's a serial killer. I, I could totally see that. That Maybe ice cream truck try- is full of bodies. You know what we haven't done? What? We've never tried to buy ice cream from him. I don't really like ice cream. Oh, I don't really either, but let's just try and do it to see if he actually even has ice cream. Oh, like flag him down just yeah. to see what would happen? What if we can like say what if we say like, "Hey, can we get the daily special?" Oh, you think there's a code word? There might be a code word. Well, so what what do you think he has? Mar- marijuana? You think he's selling marijuana out of the oh ice cream truck? God, I don't know. I mean, do you even really need an ice cream truck to sell marijuana no, anymore? Not really. I mean, it's kind of pretty easy to get if you wanted it. I guess it. You, like crack? Yo, oh, you think he's selling crap? I don't know. I mean, you just you said uh, you, so you it's t- tutted marijuana. So I'm going. All right. He's, well, ice cream trucks are circa 1986. No, and smoking it's, the crack cocaine. Also, have you noticed that his ice cream truck isn't up to date? A lot of the cartoons on it, like he had Sonic the Hedgehog, really on the outside of it. It like it made me go. It made me think a little bit. I'm like, oh, the kids like the video games. Yeah, so maybe that's what he's doing. Hmm. What is wrong with you? The kids like the video games. No, I'm picturing like, you know, if you're a serial killer. And then when you killer, just said the, mmm. <laughs> that was an impression. I'm saying, you know, if, uh, if you know, if you were a terrible person, you know, you'd want to find something that would attract the kids in. You know, he probably looked up online. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, let's see. Kids like video games. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, in that Mario uh, brilliant Mario or whatever he was exciting Mario they'd probably want him on there that's probably what they would do <laughs> Sonic the kids oh, someone's saying that Sonic the Hedgehog's still hip with the kids okay okay I All did right. not know that alright yeah, I was unaware of that too is that one of those things where now it's coming back well see it's not like I don't like ice cream it's that I don't actively seek it out like if I'm gonna get if I'm gonna get like fattening food I would rather go for like a big giant bowl of like macaroni and cheese or like a piece of pizza mm. instead of ice cream okay alright I don't have a sweet tooth, Greg. I've got a cheese tooth. <laughs> don't talk about your cheese tooth. I got me a mean cheese tooth. <laughs> now I just picture you having like a candy corn tooth like in there. I did make... I, I, I'm, I am working hard at Operation Hot Summer. However, today my mom did send me home with a box of macaroni and cheese and I had macaroni and cheese for breakfast and lunch. Is that why that's on your mind? Yes, that's why it's on my mind. I had to satisfy my cheese tooth. I had to, it was asking for an offering, and I had to give it to it. The kids like video games. I play a great serial killer for a movie. I would be fantastic at that. Would you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, Greg, of course, you know, a lot of people are dating on the worldwide series of tubes called the internets or the cyberwebs these days. <laughs> this, this Everyone's is looking for the soulmate. Yes. Now, Greg, if you... Let me ask you this, Greg. Would you say that you like a certain type of woman? <laughs> I don't know. This kind of seems like you're leading into something. Well, I'm, I'm just asking, like, do you... A certain like, type of Are woman. there some, like, physical attributes that you seem to appreciate in women more so than, uh, like, the women you're attracted to? Uh, this is a loaded question that's going to get me in trouble no matter <laughs> how I answer this question. Uh, I like women that like me. That's, right, a, that's always good. Although, no, that's not necessarily true. I like women that don't like me, too. 
Oh, that's like the saddest admission. Ever. I like all women. It's it's just yeah. <laughs> You're asking these questions. I didn't realize it was going to get so sad so quickly. Well, I, I don't think that was sad. You were asking. I love all women, even if they don't love me back. <laughs> okay. That's not okay. sad. <laughs> okay, no. Now I realize in that context, in that context, that does kind of sound bad. Uh, no, uh, I, I believe all women are beautiful, Sarah, inside and out, because uh, women are a treasure and should be treasured and treated respectfully. Um, however, and because they're okay, you can just stop talking now. People. Uh, all right, well, if you do have a specific kind of person that you're looking for, albeit physical attributes that you find yourself most attracted to, Match.com has a new premium dating service that might be for you. If you have $5,000 to spare, that is. $5,000. Yes. Wow, so, okay. So the popular online dating site, Match.com, uh, has announced a forthcoming launch of a new facial recognition-based matchmaking service that finds singles new partners based on what their exes look like. Oh, <laughs> How oh, see now that's creepy sad. is this? So what you can do, this is for $5,000. This is available on match.com. You can send them. So this is what you do. So users <laughs> can send, sim- send match.com pictures of the ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever um, that you've got in mind. And match.com, in partnership with a facial recognition technology dating firm called The Three Day Rule, will do the rest. <laughs> oh, here's one that got away. Here's another one that got So away. this will match you up with people that look like your exes. Yeah, but what does that mean, though? So they find somebody that looks like them. No, that no, doesn't mean me, you're going to strike romance. Let me with- tell you. Let me tell you. All right, so Talia Goldstein, who's the founder of 3-Day Rule, that's the facial recognition data software, uh, says this. People have a type, and it's not necessarily about height or race or hair color, but a lot of it is about face shape. So uh, what she says is she asks her clients to send photos of their exes. They say they don't have a type, <laughs> but so when I see sad. the... That's say, so sad. They say they don't have a type, but when I see the photos... Okay, so people can send in either one ex or multiple exes, and then they can find the correlation between the face recognition. But why would you want that? That didn't work for you. They're exes. <laughs> that's what they're... It I clearly what they're did not work. To. <laughs> you're attracted to breaking up. Like, that's what you're asking for. Like, <laughs> well, might as well throw another one in there. Find me one that looks like this so she can break up with me, too. Like that's okay. Wouldn't you want to find the opposite, maybe? Well, I don't. Maybe you like you can't help who you're attracted to. So, uh, so she said, I asked uh, clients to send photos of their exes. They said they don't have a type, but when I see the photos, to me, they look similar. The exes may be different ethnicities or, or have different hair colors, but their facial structures are usually the same. So while facial structure will factor uh, factor heavily into the matchmaker's decision, a potential match's personality and general interests will also be gauged as well. Alex in the live chat said, or maybe it's so you can break up with them. Like, I'm going to get revenge on that oh, girl yeah. that broke up with me. You look like her. Yeah, let's go out. Oh, I love you. No, I don't. <laughs> I lied. I lied. Am I breaking your heart? Bitch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Oh wow, that is amazing! All right, and so uh, so with the five thousand dollars, with the all inclusive rate of five thousand uh, dollars, you get six months of service. Uh, users will also be assigned personal dating coaches who will meet with them, coach them, and even go on pre dates with potential mates as not to waste the members' time. Wow! You get a dating babysitter. A babysitter. Why don't I just? Uh, maybe I should do it and just send in pictures of Olivia Munn. Like, yeah, yeah, that. That one, yeah, I broke up with her. Find me one that looks like that. Nobody's Find gonna me use one this. that looks like that. <laughs> Somebody who's paying five thousand dollars to match up with someone <laughs> who looks like their ex—that's how they're gonna be. That's the type of person that's gonna be doing that. Well, um, this price for the service, of course, is quite steep for some people. But according to people, um, according to the folks who are putting this together, the company's user base for the service is predicted to be a small de- demographic of high-end clients who don't have time to find dates. Other people on the web, however, argue that the service could very well turn into something popular amongst people who can't get over their exes, and it's also very creepy. <laughs> no, if you can't get over your... You're supposed to get over your ex. <laughs> just You just keep dating people that look like... And then what? You go out on the date, you look so much like my ex. It's just really... Because they're going to know, just, it's too. It's just throwing me off. So they're, so both parties are going to know, or will this be a secret Can I call you them? sugar buns like I used to call her? <laughs> <laughs> Reenact. Let's go to where we had our first date. I mean... This is Let's our, have our first, first date. date. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do both parties know this going into it? I don't think that they know. No, I think the the five thousand dollars also has like a secrecy clause. It's not going to be like so, and I spent five thousand oh dollars on this. 
And also, if you have five grand to spend on that, you can probably find a date. You can probably find a better use of your money. Maybe work on yourself, get a gym membership or something. I don't know. Whatever your problem is, get some counseling. Five grand to find a. I think there's that, that could be better. Well, better spent. Yeah, it really is not that helpful because if you are attracted to a certain kind of person, inevitably. Wouldn't you just be attracted to that kind of person Honestly, again? Spend it on counseling because if yeah. you're that obsessed with your ex, man, there's, there's no. But a I mean, lot like, why would you waste that if you know ultimately what you're attracted to? Then why would you pay someone five thousand dollars to tell you what you're attracted to? I don't know. I think maybe it's so they can find them, so you don't have to do the work of looking through the pictures. I don't know. So this is a lazy service. I, yes, on many, on many, on ways. many. Okay. All right. Next up, Greg, I have a story about aliens. I do like aliens. I know you do. That's why I was hoping to get a reaction from you that I did. Well, I'm sorry. I was still thinking about the dating thing. All right. It's, we're going to move away off. from the dating thing, and we're going to move on to aliens in Bryant, Arkansas. Okay. This uh, story came out today. All right. An Arkansas man has been arrested and charged with driving while intoxicated and disorderly conduct after he allegedly arrest, uh, excuse me, harassed a couple who were sitting inside of a car because he believed they were inside of a spaceship and that the driver was an alien. Okay, fair enough. When James Bouchard was arrested, police allegedly found uh, methamphetamine. Oh, shocking. uh, And a pipe that was used to smoke meth. So this is what happened. The alleged victims called the police after James Bouchard began following them around and then pulled up in front of their uh, Plymouth Prowler to demand that they, quote, take their alien spaceship back with him and take him with them. <laughs> uh, he's also oh, so he wasn't mad at them. He wanted to join he them. He wanted to join the aliens and go back to their homeland with them and okay. their alien spaceship. Okay. Uh, so uh, the driver, Jay Ward, who um, James Bouchard thought was the head alien, he was the driver <laughs> of the spaceship. Clearly, he's the captain. Yes, uh, Jay Ward. Oh, the captain actually probably wouldn't be steering. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, Jay Ward said, I was a little confused because I couldn't tell what he was so upset about. Uh, I guess he thought that my vehicle was a spaceship was the only thing I could think of. Um, I was a little upset about that, mostly because I had a passenger with me that was concerned for her safety as well as I was, too. Uh, So according to the police report, the 44-year-old was shaky and talking to himself when he was asked to uh, perform field sobriety tests. He also said that he was interested in the Plymouth Prowler. I don't even know what those look like. Apparently, they look like spaceships. Apparently, yeah. Uh, Obviously. He said he was interested in the Plymouth Prowler because it looked like a futuristic machine. <laughs> Plymouth <And> Prowler. <laughs> like, that's... Okay. And he thought it was an alien spaceship and later told police... What is with people oversharing with police? Like, the guy who said, like, I know my rights. I went to high school. Right. Remember that guy? Yeah. This guy said, and later told police, I'm a very big deal and I own 100,000 Asian flowers. <laughs> Well, that is a unique thing. I would is imagine they're expensive if you had to import those. Maybe. Oh, okay. I could. So someone just posted being just posted a picture of the Plymouth Prowler. Okay. It does look very spaceship like. So you guys, just in case you didn't know, James Bouchard, uh, big deal, owns a hundred thousand Asian flowers. See, I didn't know that meth leads you down that kind of route. I thought meth just led you to stealing things to get more meth. I didn't know it gave you like the idea that you that there were spaceships and that kind of stuff. I didn't know that's what it did to you. Like, I thought yeah. it'd give you, like, superhuman strength. Like, I mean, I knew a guy in college who did a lot of acid, like, way too much acid for anybody to do. And this guy, like, slowly, he was like a friend of a friend, like a friend of a friend of a friend, but anyway, mm. he was around. You know, out in college, you just have those people that are just kind of peripheral, but they show up. <laughs> yeah. They just show up places, and you're like, I I would never hang out with you, but you're here mm-hmm. at my house again. Okay, there you are. Oh, and you're high on acid. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Eli, for bringing him <laughs> over. Um, but this guy... When it w- this was around like the millennium, so he was convinced that the world was going to end on the millennium for like the Y two K stuff. Sure, and he I uh, guess built a spaceship in his backyard. Okay, but he did, and uh, and he was going to be hiding out in there to launch off at Y two K, and that's the last I ever heard of him was him going home to get into his spaceship. Never heard from that guy again. Wow, maybe he actually honestly, did. I never did hear from him again. Huh. I'm assuming he either starved to death in there because he did too much acid waiting for the ship to take off, or something else has happened with him. <laughs> or I'm maybe sure maybe good. he launched off. Maybe he was right all along. Maybe he was. You never know, good and day. you never will know. Good be. Have you ever tried to look him up on the internet? Uh, no. Okay. No, I've looked up the friend, but no, I actually even I, when I talked to that friend uh, last, which was years ago, he said he had, hadn't really heard from him either. Okay. So. All right. Well, I do have an update from a story that uh, has been one of my favorites this past year. We followed it uh, closely when it was happening out of Philadelphia. Greg, do you remember a man uh, that we and the world has lovingly dubbed 
The Swiss cheese pervert. Oh, the Swiss cheese pervert. We just talked about him yesterday. Yes. How we want to yes. see a Lifetime movie we made. We do want to see a Lifetime movie. And, and, uh, and he is the guy who drove around Philadelphia. He sure did. I, I can give you a little uh, update on that, too. Oh, awesome. All right. So, well, actually, it doesn't. So, he hasn't done He hasn't done it again. But I do. I feel like okay. we need to like keep following the story. Right. Well, we need updates. We need updates. So, just to recap, he drove around Philadelphia. Exposing himself and asking women to, to jerk him off with Swiss cheese. Yes. Yes. Swiss cheese in particular. That was Swiss a big, cheese, that was that a big was, part of it. That was the that was his cheese of, of choice. A big part of it. That yeah. was a huge part of it. Yeah. All right, so uh, the man accused of, uh, aka the Swiss cheese pervert, accused of using Swiss cheese to sexually proposition unsuspecting women in Philadelphia, has gone to court now and has pleaded guilty. Oh, okay. But will not be facing prison time. He's not? He's only been sentenced probation. Uh, Christopher, he did this multiple times, right? Christopher Pagano, this happened, his uh, court date was was yesterday. Uh, so he pleaded guilty to indecent exposure and harassment. So uh, he's only going to have to do eight months of probation, but he will have to undergo sex offender counseling. Oh. So the 42-year-old Norristown man was arrested. I don't know why I said that like that. Oh. Oh. Oh, counseling, oh, no. you say. Yeah, okay. Uh, the 42-year-old man was arrested this past January after three women reported that a man had driven up to them and offered them money to put cheese on his genitals and perform a lewd act. A fourth victim later came forward. Of course, the story went viral after a Philadelphia neighborhood watch group pro- posted a blurry cell phone picture on its Facebook page of a half-naked man in his car holding up what appeared to be cheese. And that is where he got his name, where he was dubbed the Swiss cheese pervert. Wow. So he's he's back on the streets. You think he's going to pay five grand for Match.com? Like what was it? What does a woman look like that would be into uh, cheese? Is there a particular a, look for that? Maybe he'll mail them pictures of cheese. Yeah, and be like, hey, I want to find someone really into. I want to find someone real cheesy. And my final story. Okay. This is ridiculous. Out of Stockton, California. Uh, have you seen about this? Have you heard about the sexy felon? <laughs> I... The sexy felon? No. Uh, no, so I, get this. I'm not there was sure. this guy. So this is out of Stockton, California. There <laughs> I don't. Was this guy. I don't spend my time looking up sexy <laughs> felons. <laughs> Well, this is uh, all around the interwebs. Okay. So this guy by the name of Jeremy Meeks. Jeremy was, Meeks. Jeremy Meeks was arrested. Why don't you find him and, and pull up the mugshot so that okay. way we could do it. So Jeremy right. Meeks, spelled exactly how it sounds, was arrested this past week on felony weapons charges during Operation Ceasefire that was happening in California. Okay. Now, after the Stockton Police Department posted his mugshot on their Facebook page... It kind of went viral in a way where it's already drawn almost 50,000 likes from desperate women who think that he's hot. Oh, my God. Seriously? Okay, the guy with the giant DC neck tattoo across his... That's him. What what was he arrested for? Uh, So he was arrested for on felony weapons charges during Operation Ceasefire. Yeah, and these women are that desperate. So 50,000 likes? It has had his mugshot on uh, the Stockton Police Department's Facebook page has over 50,000 likes, more than 5,000 shares, and nearly 15,000 comments. Wow. Also, let me tell you this, it isn't just on Facebook. Did they notice he was arrested? He also has a teardrop tattoo. Oh, this is going to make you feel even better. So it isn't just on Facebook. On Twitter, hashtag... Free Jeremy Meeks is now trending. Oh my god, people are so fucking stupid. Yep, so he's 30 years old and Ugh. he's a 30-year-old felon. He has six prior uh, prior felonies. But these are some of the comments. But I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I'm sure he's just misunderstood. Yeah. Some of the ladies uh, like, this wrote such things. Is- comments on his page, uh, on, on his Facebook picture said, Hot! With 17 T's. Uh, Nicole Elena wrote, OMG, come to mama. Ew. Ellie, also, calling yourself mama, that's still gross to me. Ellie like Abby that. wrote, holy hell, I would arrest him too. Hottest bad boy I've ever seen. <sighs> Jessica Bad Gucci. boy, he's a fucking felon. Jer- that's Jessica- not a bad boy. Well, okay, I guess, depending on your definition. Jessica- that's a felon. <laughs> Jessica Gutierrez. Five felony weapon charges and one gang charge. I'm sure he's going to treat you real nice. Jessica Gutierrez uh, jumps in by saying, he can kidnap me any day. Oh Hold God. me against my will, LOL. Oh, wow. And finally, Tanya Thomas says, why is he sure breaking... He would. <laughs> Tanya Thomas says, why is he breaking the law when he should be making millions modeling wowzers? Uh, one user has also set up a Facebook fan page for Jeremy Meeks, who is being held in, uh, let's see, in county jail on a $900,000 bail. Setting up funding for him. 
Has somebody started like a campaign? No, no, they've started a Facebook I mean, page. Well, yeah, there's that. Okay. Are they donating money to get them out? Mm-hmm. <sighs> there you go. That's just depressing. 50,000 women are going after that guy. There you have it, my friends. That's your world crazy. Wow. I don't even know what to say about that. I know. I thought you'd like that one. A bunch of lucky ladies right there. Mm-hmm. Who uh, I'm sure will have a wonderful, long, healthy relationship with him. <laughs> How many times do you think his picture's been put into uh, the Match.com thing then now? Oh, gosh, so many times. I won't find one like him. <laughs> Where could I find my He doesn't have enough mate. felony arrests. <laughs> I want more. More. Come on. I want a bad boy. <laughs> Nobody cut that out of context. Oh, please, someone cut out Greg saying I want a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Oh, I'm so looking forward to this balls. Because I was right. I was right. We'll get to that in a minute. But I'm going to make you admit it. All right, we'll get to that in a minute. can't make me do anything. I will, because you know what? Because I'm right, and now you know I'm right, and you're always going to have to know that I'm right, and this is going to eat at you. I just want to admit it. All right, uh, first up in Ball Talk, before we get to World Cup stuff, talk about this. This is actually kind of funny. So baseball, uh, baseball games, you know, which we don't have a, well, I guess we have the Hillsboro Hops now, which is like a single A team. Um, but, you know, Major League Baseball and stuff like that, especially AAA, one of the big things to do for fans is to go to the game and then heckle the opposing team, especially when they go out in the outfield. Okay. That's one of the things you just do. I I remember doing some mean things. When we had the uh, Portland Beavers here, mm-hmm. which was the AAA team, you used to be they used to have the beer garden right down on the field level. So it was in between the dugout for the pitchers. I remember that. I used to go bullpen. to that too. Yeah. So you would see the, the pitchers, when they would change, would walk right by you. Mm-hmm. And... I may, maybe would have some drinks and then heckle the players because I thought it was fun. I mean, they are getting paid. They're baseball players. It is part of it. I do probably wouldn't do that now, but I used to do it. Like, oh, looks like you're better for double A, huh? Yes, Greg. You're so much more mature than you were back then. Yeah. Yeah. Way better. Uh, But anyway, this does happen. And one of the most notorious places for this to happen is, of course, Philadelphia, but then also Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh Pirates fans um, like to heckle. At least that's the uh, that's that's what one of their things they're known for is heckling the opposing team. And I guess there was a game between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Cincinnati Reds in Pittsburgh that was happening on Wednesday, mm. and it had a super long rain delay, and then it was a blowout, and so it just kind of kept going. And by the end of the game, there was only like a few hundred people left in the stadium, you know, in like a forty fifty thousand person stadium. Wow! Because everybody left because it was raining and the game wasn't any good. But there were these two brothers who stayed, these two Pittsburgh Pirates fans who decided it was their job to get drunk and heckle everybody on the other team. Why would it not be? So they started doing this, and one of the other players, one of the Reds fans, uh, Reds players, I guess, got kind of mad and um, didn't do anything about it, but got kind of pissed off. And so they switched to this other player, Brandon Phillips, and they just started, like, railing into Brandon Phillips, um, just throwing out, I guess it wasn't wasn't like too bad of stuff. We're talking about how slow he is, what a terrible player, like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So much so that he uh, actually kind of smiled and started laughing about it while he was on the field. As soon as the game was over, he walked up to the two fans and presented them with an autographed ball that he wrote, Dear Drunk Guy, thank you for all the love and support. Now take this ball and shut the fuck up. And <laughs> 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 handed it to the two dudes, these Pirates fans, and then took a picture with the three of them. So he was all in good fun. You know, but so they took a picture and posted it of him posing with these two drunk uh, Pirates fans. And this is one of the Pirates fans that posted this, talking about how cool Brandon Phillips is for coming over and doing that. That's funny. It was pretty funny. And the, the picture is hilarious, shut too. shut the fuck up. Now shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the picture's awesome, too, because you can tell that uh, these, these guys are very drunk when they're taking this picture. Uh, I'll see if I can find that and get that posted in. Maybe, maybe you can. I thought I had it. Maybe you can look that up, Sarah. Brandon Phillips, drunk Pirates fans. Okay. It was pretty cool. That is, that's a cool player. That's somebody. And even these Pirates fans are like, you know what? Anytime they're not playing Pittsburgh, we're rooting for him in the Reds now for the rest of the season because he's awesome. Uh, here, actually, I've got the picture. I've got the picture. I'll uh, post that into the live chat, and then uh, we'll put a link to that on the, uh, on the website. <laughs> so there it is. Take this ball and shut the fuck up. Uh, moving on that's to ball talk. That's amazing. 
Oh yeah, no, it makes me want to root for him. Now, yeah. I, now I want to root for Brandon Phillips. He seems awesome. Uh, moving on in ball talk, uh, we've got uh, got this. There is something that is happening. That's the second youngest person ever is going to be playing in the U.S. Women's Open for golf. So this is uh, what's going on. It's a girl by the name of Lucy Lee who's going to be playing in the professional women's U.S. Women's Open is 11 years old. She qualified for the tournament 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. She's in sixth grade competing at the professional level. Wow. Yeah. And apparently she's only the second youngest because in 1968 there was a 10-year-old that participated in the U.S. Women's Open. How much would that suck? You work your entire life. <laughs> then you're playing so you're a like 10-year-old. 30, 35, you know, because golfers, they're like older when they really get into their prime sometimes. You know, they, they can play till really late. You'll say you're 40 years old. You've never won a U.S. Open. You're get, competing so hard to make it here. And then there's a fucking 11-year-old in there and get beat to get beat by an 11-year-old. That just sucks. Oh, God. Ugh. But anyway, she's good enough to make it. So yeah. that is what's going on. Uh, moving on in ball talk. We've uh, we're, we're going to go to World Cup. All right, okay. We'll go to the World Cup. We're going to talk about this first. <laughs> then we'll get to the predictions. Hashtag Greg the Human. And this is when Greg's going to get a little. I mad. do want to say um, it's it was now official. Yesterday, I thought it was official that England was eliminated from the World Cup, but it is official now. So the only thing that uh, that, that I guess England was holding out hopes that uh, Italy would beat Costa Rica, and if that happened, then. Then I guess they had a, like a really slim chance of, of staying in the tournament and moving on to the next round. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica upset Italy today, which is huge, officially eliminating England. So okay. England is out. England is out. Uh, sorry, British listeners, but there is something out there that is pretty amazing. Someone created this entire page dedicated to crying England fans. <laughs> it's 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 awful, but it's amazing. It is so great. It's just picture Where is after it? picture of crying, crying, crying English soccer fans. Uh, here, I'll, I'll uh, pull it up here. Uh, crying fans. You can you can find this on Google. On the Googles. On the Googles. Yeah, sir. Maybe you can maybe you can pull that up. Uh, World Cup. Sorry, I didn't have that prepared here. Oh uh, no, I'll just I'll do it now. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Yeah, you can. Uh, I'm sure you can find that. I, I believe it's on on Deadspin. Uh, it is. Uh, it is pretty awesome though. So, I mean, you know, not awesome that they're out, but the pictures are funny. So, England, out of the World Cup. Uh, in another, you know, series of upsets, of course, Spain is already out, so there's a lot of stuff happening. And when these bigger teams, when these bigger teams uh, kind of go out, the rest of the world's like, yeah, eh. it's kind of like when the Yankees lose or the mm-hmm. Lakers lose. Like, everybody outside of L.A. and New York is like, yay. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's awesome. So, there we go. Uh, f- finally, in ball talk, we'll go to this. Of course, for the World Cup, I have been uh, trying to become the heir to Paul the Octopus by being hashtag Greg the Human. And uh, I've been making predictions. I've been making predictions Mm -hmm. in which uh, Sarah has been writing on the bottom of napkins and paper plates the name of two teams, whoever this is going to be playing in a certain match, and then the word draw. And then I, there's a treat on top of each one. I pick the treat. Stop saying treat. And then whichever that one is, that's what wins. The first one I predicted was Spain and Netherlands. I was slightly off on that. I picked Spain. The next one, I picked Russia, South Korea to a draw. Got it. Next one, Croatia versus Cameroon, I think it was. Got it. Croatia won. Yesterday, I did something that I greatly regret. And you can listen to yesterday's show and hear this. We made sure to listen back just to make sure. So there are, of course, the three options. And we were predicting the game for uh, Greece and Japan. And I reached for one at the very beginning. This is live on the podcast yesterday. You can hear this. And then at the last second, I was like, oh, wait, no. I'm going to change my mind, and I'm going to pick a different one. You touched it. So the one I picked differently, I did. I touched the one I was going to pick up at first, and I was like, no, I'll switch it. And I told you. I picked the one that had Greece written under it. And then the game went to a draw. The one I almost picked up that I touched that I decided to second-guess myself on was draw. I was right. I was right at the beginning, and then I second-guessed myself. I didn't believe my own powers. Now, I believe in my powers. I believed in your powers yesterday, and you dismissed me. I told you, you always have to go with your first choice. I know. I know. So, it, the game ended in a draw. Greece didn't win it. 
Which, God, I would be happy when soccer finally gets rid of draws. Nobody likes a draw. The game ended at 0-0. And I watched the whole the whole second half of that game, waiting for them to score. It is terrible. Yeah, Mr. Janky saying, you know who never second-guessed himself? A little octopus named Paul. <laughs> This is true. Well, all right, we're gonna we're gonna pick another one, and this is for a match that's happening tomorrow. And uh, which let's see, we're doing uh, Nigeria and Bosnia. Is that right? Yes, that's what I wrote. Yeah, is that the one that mm-hmm. we're doing? Um, I'll make sure they have this correct. I believe it is Nigeria and Bosnia that I'm going to be predicting. And since this is still in the uh, first round of the World Cup, there is uh, there is still the opportunity for a draw. So we have. Three treats placed in front of me. Stop saying treats. They're cinnamon buns. On napkins. Delicious treats that I am going to pick. Uh, Sarah, maybe you can... I I have no idea what's written underneath each one of them. I mean, I know one says Nigeria, one says Bosnia-Herzegovina, and one says draw. I didn't make you write out Herzegovina. I figured that would... That would be a lot. (sighs) All right. Yeah, I'm not doing... Uh, it, it's being asked if I'm not doing this afternoon's match. No, I'm doing one for tomorrow. So it'll give people more of a chance to, to gear up. It's the uh, 3 p.m. Pacific time game tomorrow. Nigeria and Bosnia. All right. All right, so it's the three cinnamon Ew. buns. I did it. I just picked one. I'm done. I picked it. I have no idea what's going on. Oh, shit. Oh, Sarah just spilled coffee. It's okay. You all right? Draw. It was Draw. <laughs> it's now soaked in coffee. Are you okay? You want me to go get you? Yes, please. Okay, we'll cut this out of the podcast. Live listeners, uh, just hold on for a second. Sarah is soaked in coffee. God damn it. <laughs> and I just stubbed my toe. Ah, thank you. All right. We're broadcast professionals here. God damn it. Uh awesome. I really stubbed my toe too. I think I... How I, did you stub your toe? I Because when I was trying to stop it from falling, I like jammed it against the wall. That's because you have your shoes off. Oh, oh. yeah. Whoa. You have your shoes off in the studio. You know how many times you've complained to me if I ever take my shoes off in here? You have your oh, shoes yeah, off the right. entire time? <sighs> Aaron is correct. I'm going to blame you if this is wrong. You spilled coffee on my prediction. Just eat your treat. <laughs> oh, God. oh man! All right, is this cut? All right, now are we back? Yeah, maybe I'll leave this in the podcast. No, you don't have to. Fuck my socks all soaked in coffee. Yeah, well, wear shoes, and you wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> there we go. The prediction has been made. It will be a draw tomorrow. It's the most boring of predictions, but it is what's going it to happen. It is really boring. Nigeria and Bosnia battling to a tie, battling to a good participation award. Yes. They there both go. get gold stars. <laughs> You're both winners in our book. Mm. There we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. <laughs> all right, Greg the Human. Let's see if you're right this time. Hashtag Greg the Human. Use that on Twitter. All the don't use all it on the Twitter. people are. It's starting to trend. I'm sure of it. Um, you know, a lot of people next in to free are Jeremy Meeks. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> oh God, that just angers me so much. That angers me. Uh, but uh, there we go. You, of course, can uh, use hashtag Greg the Human. Why would you not on Twitter? Uh, all right, we need to say thank you to to one of our uh, great sponsors as well, yes, and we that do. is. Asylum. Oh, awesome. Asylum on 37th and Hawthorne, where I'm pretty sure they sell all kinds of different things. Of course, they have wonderful vintage furniture. They have, um, you know, all kinds of uh, amazing gifts. They have all kinds of gifts. They have gifts for you. They may they even have, gifts have for loved ones. coffee cups with lids on them. It's possible that they have drink lids there. You know, yes, all kinds of things that you could pick wow, up. Wow, that was a good throw. I just, so I just threw something at me. squarely in the head. Yes, you did. And uh, they, they are fantastic. 37th and Hawthorne right there. Right across the street from the Baghdad Theater. If you're coming to Portland, it is a must stop. If and you if you been there live while, in Portland, go there. Go Hang there. Out. Go there. Pick something up. Say hi to Deb and Anton because um, they're awesome. And, and so is everybody that works there. It's just a great store, great, great local business. Um, and that's uh, Asylum. PDX Asylum is what they are they on Facebook. They also have amazing sunglasses. 
They do. Sarah is a big fan. I of love them, mm-hmm. even when they're closed. Because you mm-hmm. know, I live near Hawthorne, so I'll walk down. I'll, I'll peek in. I'll, I'll, I'll peep in the window. If you do buy some of the fancy vintage furniture, I suggest not letting Sarah drink anything on God the furniture. God damn you, Greg! Because it will end up. I hope that it isn't a draw. I hope it's a blowout for Nigeria. And I hope that you're wrong, and I hope that your 50% winning streak goes down even further. You, sir, are no Paul the Octopus. I'm Greg the Human. That's right. I'm better. I'm higher on the evolutionary chain. I I need a full World Cup to determine who's better, me or Paul the Octopus. I've already determined it. Hashtag Greg the Human. All right. uh, Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You guys are awesome. Uh, tomorrow's there going to be Chronicles of the Nerds? Chronicles of the Nerds, right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Awesome. Uh, well, with, maybe. With Ibrahim, who was on top of it today in dealing with that annoying alarm. And on Monday, I will have a song for you, John. Uh, we'll have a song for John's Ooh. dog. The dog's name is Ray Ray, and it is a Labrador. Ray Ray? Ray Ray. There will be a song for of Ray Ray. Of course, John's dog's name is Ray Ray. Yes, indeed. That's awesome. Uh, so there Ray we go. Ray the Labradoodle? Ray Ray the Labradoodle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which is just awesome. Yes, that that's pretty amazing. All right. Uh, everyone, you guys are fantastic, as we said. And we will be back on Monday with some more for you. So yes, you guys have a great weekend. And uh, go tie. <laughs> Greg just gave a big solid thumbs up, too. Yay, tie. All right. All right. Talk to you guys later. Uh, this is Fun Employment Radio. Bye.